Maple Leaf Diner is a big hit. It's in Preston Valley Shopping Center up at LBJ in Preston. But it's in a it's in a see in the location that has failed. I can't tell you how many times. Well, not lately, because they've been open since 2015. Mike Delaria is the owner and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me on. So I'm a neighbor. I, I and I've and I've seen this location be a half a dozen outfits, and a lot of them are you know pretty good concepts. They failed. Why do you succeed? You know, a lot of people were telling me that when we opened up, telling me a lot of places failed here. And I was like, well, they haven't had a diner. There was a lot of delis. There was a lot of kind of different concepts. But um, and I wasn't running it. So, you know, you got to have you got to have some. It, it all comes down to operations and, uh, you know, uh, making making the customers come. Huh? Well, I mean, you are a, uh, a I, I heard that in there. So you're a, you're a Canadian, obviously. Maple Leaf Diner from Windsor, Ontario. So was there a crying need for for a, a you know, a Canadian diner? I mean, you, you understand you people pour brown gravy over perfectly good French fries. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of strange that. It never happened in Texas anyway, because they're pretty gravy heavy in Texas as well. So, um, but not the brown gravy, more the white gravy. So, but yeah, no, you know, when I moved here, um, I moved up in Frisco and I, I found when we came to Texas that there wasn't a lot of diners. There wasn't just a lot of good homey, home cooked kind of corner places that you can get for, you know, some good food. It was all more of like the land of the franchises, right? And, uh, and everybody, you know, kind of pre-made stuff. So I wanted to have a good kind of diner feel with some good homemade food and um and here we go so you started in 2015 so you you had your your boots on the ground before covid hit then i assume everything shut down like everything else oh yes but how do you come back you know everything went to, everything went to hell from uh uh hell and handbag a little bit i guess so to speak really really quick for me and um you know it's key Everything is born out of necessity, yeah. you know, and survival. So trying to keep everything going, going well. And I think the key is being able to pivot and being able to move and being able to change and realizing kind of what's happening and how you're going to go about it. And I think that what a lot of people don't, a lot of people are afraid to admit all the time is their mistakes. I think that's what keeps, keeps me well on track to what I got to do is I have no problem saying when I make a mistake and try to fix it and adjust it. As far as I could tell all my employees, I don't know anything. I just a, a series of trials and errors. Well, did you get them all back after COVID? Well, this is one of the reasons why I've been gangbusters ever since is I never let them go. Yeah, you know, we did all kinds of things. Uh, I actually won an award from the Texas Restaurant Association, a COVID award for taking care of my people. Even when we closed down, I gave boxes of food a week to my employees, my employees that couldn't get on the benefits right away um, because of the mass influx of people trying to get benefits. I was giving them money even though I had zero in my bank account. Um, so I did my best to keep everybody, you know, afloat during the time so this way as soon as we came back and as we went stronger i was ready to go and had and had our people rocking and also that this is what makes my place great it's not even me it's all my great people over those last eight years i've you know uh, gathered or people found me and we've grown together and i have just such a great team and they're honestly the people that do it so so talk about your clientele a little bit i i would assume you have a built-in base, Canadians looking for some, you know, some friendly faces and friendly menu items. 
But does it grow beyond that, or are you both, mostly just sort of a local place? No, you know, the Canadians, and honestly, there's way more Canadians here than I even thought. You know, when I first started out, I didn't expect that there would be as many Canadians. But, you know, I think there's just such a need for my style of cooking and just that home cooking and just quality food. Like, my place is not the cheapest place. There's a lot of places that are a lot cheaper, but I push myself on quality all the time, just having... Uh, serving the best quality and having the best customer service possible. And I think, you know, just taking care of people, it really kind of pushed us over the edge and it really made us stand out. Now, you started this, you started this with your aunt, right? Yes, I started with my aunt um, and, uh, you know, working with family is, has its challenges, disease. Oh, yeah. So uh, I bought her out about five years ago and uh, we just keep, and we just keep going. It's It's been it's been a crazy ride. Like I said, uh, I was just telling somebody the other day, you know, over this COVID stuff, I've never had to work so hard at business and it's been very taxing. And I definitely realized why so many restaurants didn't make it because I feel like I move fast and I adjust quick. And even me, there's a lot of things I didn't adjust fast enough. There was a lot of times where I lost a lot of money looking at my food costs, looking at a lot of things where I didn't, I didn't move as quick as I should have and it cost me. So, you know, and I feel like I'm on top of it, but so a lot of other people, it's, 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 it's difficult for sure to say. So that. Have you had opportunities to grow this, to, to, to multiply maple leaf daughters, at least all over North Texas? You know, I get asked about 10 times a week. When's the next one opening? Why are you opening one next to me? It's been in September, it'll be eight years. And honestly, um, I'm scared which it comes down to is I'm scared. One, it took me a long time to accumulate such great staff and the staffing, you know, nowadays is definitely an issue. And honestly, I like to make sure that everything is top notch and everything is to my standards. And I'm pretty aware with my abilities and what's going on. And I think that, you know, a lot of restaurants open up several places and, and they're not the same anymore. And I don't want to have that degrade in my value. So, you know what? My staff's happy. My family's happy. Uh, you know what? I, we have a saying in my managers, it's reputation over profit yeah. all the time. And that's what got us here. And that's what, that's, what's going to keep us going. And as long as we keep that mentality, then we're going to be in a great place. Yeah, all the time. And reputation used to be sort of a word of mouth thing, but now with social media, it strikes me, it ought to be a double-edged sword. I, you benefited from social media, I know, because you have a lot of reviewers and stuff like that. But by the same token, you could have somebody sort of in a bad mood and, and write a negative review, and it, it must have an impact. You know, the reviews. You know, a lot of people say they live and die by the reviews, but reviews for sure are key. And it comes down just to taking care of your your customers and your employees. You know, the, the customers, yes, you're going to get some people giving you a bad review. I had someone give me a one-star review because my wait was an hour and a half to get in the restaurant. And I'm like, okay, come on. Like, you shouldn't give me a one-star review because my wait is long and my food is good and my service is awesome. But you know, you do have some people that just, it doesn't work right. But my key is, is I tell my managers, let's find the problems. Even some people that write some negative reviews. I think some people bash, bash everybody in reviews, but honestly, there was probably something wrong to get that started. So if we work hard to kind of fix that and stop that where it starts or handle the problems in house where people don't have to go and spout stuff on social, um, then I think it makes, it makes the world a difference. And it's, 
again, just taking care of your people. So you're beginning to sound a lot like a Texan. Do you get back to Windsor periodically to work on your accent? No, you know what? I'm. Uh, you heard the A's and you hear <laughs> the funny words and stuff like that that I say, you know, call electricity hydro. I still do stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of on the funeral and wedding schedule going back to Windsor. But, you know, Windsor is right across the border from Detroit. So, you know, all my news media, everything kind of growing up was more American that I always watched. So I never really... Besides the A's and the different words, I never really had a strong accent, but I'm, I'm definitely picking up the y'alls and the, and the lingo, you know, being here for, for a little while and, uh, you know, kind of immersing myself in there. Well, you know, I've been here for 15 years, 16 years now, so I'm, I'm almost Texan now. I'm almost Texan. <laughs> and again, I, I congratulate you for, for eight years in the same location, what admittedly for a lot of people for a long time was a really tough location, Maple Leaf Diners owner is Mike DeLaurier. It's good to spend some time with you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.